Hello my friends, welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast with your host Ben, of course. And we're going to get two podcasts in one day now, because having posted this morning, reflecting upon the the life and death of Queen Elizabeth II, as you are probably aware, she passed away yesterday, I'm... Reflecting a little bit on this occasion, in this podcast, on symbolism and how the Queen and the Royal Family have come to mean different things to different people. I'm not going to judge as to what's good or bad in these instances, but... Over the course of yesterday and carrying on throughout the course of today, social media has been filled with these these different reactions, which are largely built upon different perceptions of the royal family of Great Britain, of monarchies in general. And there have been some clashes, as there will inevitably be, on such occasions, with all kinds of different thoughts and ideas as to what it means to have a royal family and what they represent, whether or not it's time to retire the royal family as an institution, which isn't going to happen, at least not on this occasion. And... People have have reflected upon the history of the royals, in particular the the legacy of Queen Elizabeth and the the actions of, of the British government during her reign, which, of course, is kind of... I mean, you could say that the two are almost immaterial in some ways, but on the other hand... Are there more links there than first meet the eye? So there's a fair bit to unpack with all this. There's a not inconsiderable degree of disruption to British life, as there will be, uh, I think, a number of days of mourning set aside for, for the Queen. But many other things will be expected to carry on as normal. I will have to go to work as normal. I happen to be uh, off for a few days anyway. I booked some holiday. But I won't get time off from going to work because of this. Neither will most people. So many things will carry on as normal for a lot of people. Other things have been postponed or cancelled. Such as, for example... Premier League football action for this weekend. I think pretty much all football across this weekend has been cancelled, uh, postponed, I should say. There were planned strikes which have been postponed as well, while other things carry on as normal. But to move to a slightly different subject, so... Some people in some parts of the world have reacted with an almost celebratory kind of view of this. There are people out there who, 
it's fair to say, despise the royal family and what it stands for. I'm not saying that I agree with some of the things that they've said. Uh, some of it has been, in my view, personally quite tasteless. But on the other hand, I can understand certain perspectives. The royals have always had the trappings of incredible wealth and luxury. I mean, this goes back hundreds of years, you know. Uh, there's always been an elitism through birthright, which, particularly in the UK, has long been a big factor in our society. The royal family are the elite of the elite by virtue of their birth, and they have many resources that the ordinary British person and indeed, many people around the world, people who you know live in uh, sort of Commonwealth nations and, and such, are deprived of. The royals have access to, by far and away, the best standards of healthcare. They certainly have what might be considered free housing in many respects. It's certainly, for the most part, paid for by the taxpayer. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they have what they want when they want it. They, they certainly don't want for anything. I am aware that in the royal family comes a certain sense of you know, duty and responsibility. They live their lives in the public limelight, which I, for one, certainly wouldn't want. But the flip side is there were people out there with no homes. There were people out there in this country who live on the streets. There were people out there who will soon be wondering how they can afford to pay their electric bills. You know, in, in, the, in the scenario of a rampant cost of living problem in this country, we have the royal family who won't be affected by that in any way, shape or form. It's not going to bother them at all. And you kind of think, well, I can understand where some of the resentment comes from. There's talk about colonialism and you know, the reactions from overseas from uh, former British colonies. Mm -hmm. Some of them haven't been particularly upset at the passing of the Queen owing to, owing to some deeply challenging and troubling history. And again, while perhaps some of the, some of the comments I have found distasteful, I can understand where they're sort of coming from. So that's the thing. It, there, are, there are quite a few people on social media who are saying to people, you know, you can't say this or that, or that's in bad taste. But the Queen and the royal family mean different things to different people. They're a symbol of great nobility and respect to some. They're even a symbol of righteous inheritance to some you know the, the people who kind of very much believe in in the idea of royal bloodlines being more worthy than the rest of us you know to them the royal family can't be any better but to others they're a symbol of of greed of undeserved inheritance uh, of unchecked wealth and of gross inequality in society and i do understand where those people are coming from. 
as we move towards the winter, myself, along with millions of my fellow countrymen, we're wondering to ourselves, how are we going to afford to heat our homes? If the winter is particularly bitter and cold, we could be in a situation where we're having to think to ourselves, well, you know what? We might have to choose between you know, heating and eating, which in you know, modern 21st century Britain should be, it, it shouldn't be the case. But here we are. And meanwhile, you know, the royal family will continue to enjoy the trappings of, of what they have. So, yeah, I can understand certainly why there are people out there who feel a big disconnect from the royals at this time. But then it's also important to remember that the Queen, she wasn't merely the Queen. Queen Elizabeth, she was, as I said in my earlier podcast, a mother and a grandmother and a great-grandmother. There is a family, therefore, out there, a family of hers who will be in pain right now. I recall how it felt when I lost my grandmother uh, and my grandfather, for the matter as well, of course. And when you lose, lose a cherished relative like that, it hurts. And you know what? There are still times when it hurts now. In the case of uh, my nan, she's been gone for 10 years. In the case of my granddad, he's been gone 25 years this year. But it doesn't mean that the pain of that is ever gone. It lessens with time, but I still miss them. And I know, therefore, that you know those people who love the Queen will miss her terribly. And right now, they're going to be in, in a bit of a shock about it. There's you know, a certain measure when someone gets to be sort of you know ninety six years old. I mean, you kind of mentally you must sort of ready yourself for something like this. But no matter how much you can do that in your head, your heart will always ache when it finally happens. And I don't doubt for a second that um, you know Charles and and everyone else will be quite numb and that they will be in pain and I don't think it's necessarily right or fair or kind to to belittle them over things like that so hopefully people will bear that in mind but as I I said there are plenty of people out there who they feel a certain degree of bitterness towards the wheels for you know, historical transgressions in terms of of colonising and conquest and that kind of thing uh, over the over the hoarding of wealth which you know, has been an historical factor of of the monarchy in this country's history for many many hundreds of years as I say and so therefore you know, there are a few I guess flashpoints on social media right now between people who absolutely adore and love the royals and people who feel they're they're outdated. I don't know where I stand on it. I mean, I I, I don't know. I can certainly see the I guess you know the the appeal of the royal family is that 
their history goes back and stretches back in a virtually unbroken chain uh, for hundreds of years. Uh, so in a sense, they're, they're this kind of never-ending link between different areas of history, right the way back to I mean, this, this particular lineage can be traced back to, uh, I believe, you can trace it back to Henry Seventh, I believe, possibly beyond, although it gets more and more complicated the further back you go, of course. So there is a sense of legacy and of history there, which is good and bad, as history is. There were things and there were question marks around why perhaps didn't the Queen speak up at certain things more. She she kept her personal opinions to herself. She felt it was her duty to be very impartial on uh, political matters in the United Kingdom. And when there were scandals afflicting the royal family, she... She didn't speak publicly about it. She, I would imagine, wanted to deal with them in-house and you know, wanted not to air her family's dirty laundry in public, which I can understand, although equally when you're as high profile as the royal family, it also becomes virtually impossible to keep everything under wraps. Things have happened over the course of her reign, which have dented the image of the monarchy, not necessarily the Queen herself, but by association, sometimes you know, people have associated these things with the Queen. There was the, you know, the, the situation, of course, with Princess Diana, and then uh, you know his, her divorce from Prince Charles, and then her death which rocked the royal family and and in particular, I think, had an impact upon how people perceived the Queen. More recently, the business with uh, sort of Prince Harry and, and with Meghan, which you know, has caused a lot of controversy. And we, we cannot overlook the, the whole business of Prince Andrew and you know, the controversy surrounding that. I mean, that was, you know, her son. That was Queen Elizabeth's son involved in some very compromising situations or certainly may have been involved in some very compromising situations. And throughout all of that, you know, the Queen has tried to, to maintain a stoic exterior and to, to keep everything dealt with internally, which, you know, was that always the right thing to do? I don't know. I don't know what I would do differently in those circumstances. But equally, it's fair to say that you know they didn't do everything right. But then again, what family does, mm -hmm. and that, so that's you know the the challenging thing, the challenging factor there. I think it's fair to say that over the course of the next uh, sort of few weeks, as as the world sort of bears witness to a a very public memorial and funerals for the Queen, and then in the coming months, 
the, the pomp and ceremony of King Charles's coronation. I think it's going to polarise people here in the UK and around the world even more as to as to the pros and cons of the monarchy. The royal family costs the taxpayer a not inconsiderable sum of money, but equally they also bring in huge sums of money in tourism. A lot of people will come to this country to see the sites of the royal family. Buckingham Palace and many, many other places associated with the royals are huge draws for tourists. There's no question of that. So you know, would, we, would we lose something of that if, if we abolish the monarchy? It's a challenging one, and I don't have the answers for it. I don't know what I would do. All I can think of is, right now at this time, when you stop and you consider them as people, they're a family in mourning. They've lost a beloved figure in their family, and you feel whatever decisions get made regarding the future, that they should have some time to grieve. And I think everyone needs to remember that a little bit.